One of the things about a Brink story is you never know where they're going to go and you never know where a twist and turn in life will take you. One of the beautiful things about life, or it can be very inspiring, sometimes it can be very daunting, is that one thought, one decision, one moment of your life, you change something, people, and it changes everything. And I'm always amazed by that, how things can change rapidly and they can change dramatically. When I say dramatic, I mean, it can change your entire existence in your life. And it's funny because oftentimes we, we really weren't planning for that. It wasn't part of the big picture, but it becomes the big picture. Knowing when to break through the boundaries of average to question the unquestionable is the sign of greatness. It's those moments when you get to the absurd stage that things truly get interesting. Though the world is in need of a new generation of leaders, leaders who have the courage to break through the boundaries and question everything around them. Well, society is yearning for bold and enthusiastic women and men to provide the necessary leadership that will be required for the next leap forward. The journey to get to the brink can be unpredictable, but knowing you're at the brink, pure genius, my friends. Today, we are on the brink of greatness. And so we start here today with a, uh, a Brink story, friends. And uh, you hear the little giggle in the back because that's who you're going to meet here. I'd like you to meet our Brink thinker, Janelle Town. And uh, so, Janelle, I, you have a, a terrific spirit already in the short time I've been on with you, I, which has been seconds <laughs> Thanks, here, Malcolm. by the way, but I love your personality. <laughs> it's fantastic. The story we have today and with your children uh, starts just a couple of years back. I mean, this is not a, this is a fairly new story that has changed your life. You, but you were in one of those moments of life where something happened, it changed everything, and it has completely uh, redirected your life. Bring us back then, please, to the beginning. What happened? Where were you at okay. in life and what transpired? I um, I have five children and we had a new puppy and I was perfectly content um, to be honest watching Netflix till midnight every night with the dog on the couch then doing laundry and watching my Hallmark channel when this all manifested itself. My daughter came home from a youth catechesis um, meeting and she told me that she needed service project hours and I said great we'll get you some um, soup kitchen hours at the local homeless shelter. I'll I'll call my friend. And what happened at that moment? And how was your daughter up? at this point? At this point, she was in seventh grade. Seventh so grade. And they need, and, and in seventh mm -hmm. grade, most children, as people know, need service hours. That's, that's the deal, that's right? right? Yeah. That's correct. And so I was led to this homeless shelter. Uh, my friend is the executive director and I called her, asked if we could get in and if there's something we could do and her group of friends could do collectively to help. And she said, no, because there's a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old living in the shelter with their parents. Well, at this point, naive my, me um, thought, you know, the face of homelessness were the people on the street corner holding cardboard and living under viaducts. And I, the thought of a child being in the shelter with her parents just broke my heart. And I couldn't stop thinking about them. And I said, you know, Christmas is coming. What happens when 7.30 a.m. rolls around? And they have to be out of the shelter. She told me that they basically have to stay warm in a car. And that's how they spend their two weeks of Christmas vacation. 
I, I couldn't sleep at night after hearing this. And she, she was saying it as if she, you know, just this is the norm for her. It's kind of like, it's just, this is, it is what it is. And she was used to it. And I just kept calling her saying, what can I do? What can I do? Finally, I threw a little party at my house between 10 a.m. and noon and asked my friends to come over one random Wednesday. And I shared it on Facebook. And I said, bring a gift card for these kids. And if there's any activity cards, like for museums or AMC cards, that's, um, I don't know if AMCs are all over the place, but movie Yeah, cards. the movie theater, you mean. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then any gas cards, because that's another thing. They have to keep the car. Yeah, people can always use people. those cards, I mean, because you can always. use them for all services. Yeah. How close is this yes. to Christmas, by the way, that this has happened? Um, three weeks before Christmas. Okay, fair enough. The end of November, very end of November. So... Mm-hmm. I opened up my doors. I put this on Facebook, texted a few friends, and lo and behold, I thought I'd get... Oh, and then the other part of this, the nine-year-old little girl wanted a brand new bike, which is ironic because she had absolutely nowhere to put it. The 13-year-old wanted an iPod, which I didn't even know they made those. And the reason for the iPod was because she wanted to drown out the sounds of people uh, sleeping in the shelter because there were 40 people per room and they would all get their cots lined up next to each other. Hmm. So what happened was, people that I haven't seen in a decade showed up at my house because it had been shared so much on Facebook. We ended up with a brand new bike, a brand new iPod with a case and $4,900 worth at, of gift At that cards. party, at that party, no, at that event. Like at two that... hours on a Wednesday. And I thought, okay, that was fun. Oh, I also asked for um, wrapping paper and tape. So at this point... You were blown away. I was completely blown away. The girls that wanted a bike and an iPod, why, why was it that, I mean, they're in a homeless shelter. They just want to be normal kids, right? I mean, that's the whole concept oh, yeah. here, right? I mean, a bike and an Absolutely. iPad. What's more American than that, right? Like every other, that's right. Like every other kid. And that is the, the thing that, you know, I, I just, I, I can't stress enough how, how important it is to make these families and these people that we work for feel normal. And, and that's, that's the essence of childhood. You want to fit in. You want to be like everybody else. You want the basics like everyone else has. And they don't, don't feel that way. And, and not only that, but a lot of them, that, and the kids that are in these places and these shelters, are, are I'm, I'm going to suggest to you, Janelle, I think a lot of them are probably embarrassed, right? Of course. Oh, of course. I mean, you can't have normal um, friends. You can't have anything normal in no. life. I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know. No, they keep it very, um, very hidden. They're in... The thing is, the face of homelessness is the people that we deal with every day. Mm-hmm. It's not the obvious homeless person with multiple bags living on a street right. corner or under a viaduct. It's the people we, we work with. It's people that we run into in stores, park our cars next wow. to in parking lots. Wow. It's the normal And we don't know what you're that, saying. These are everyday people no, that we don't no. even know what's happening to them, right? It, they're, right, absolutely. So this 13 and 9, were they in school? They were in school. They were in school, and um, that was the reason we couldn't get in with our group because she said this would be, too, you know, too embarrassing. Obviously, I mean, there shouldn't even need to explain it. Let me ask you this now: the kids, the kids that are going to school, the thirteen and nine-year-old, uh, what and what were their names? May I ask the first names? You know, I never got their names because we don't ask unless it's told that us. We don't. Wow. Yeah, I didn't no, you know. just knew they were people who needed help. You didn't never knew the names. No. And, and they're in the school and, wow, I mean, that's amazing. Wow. It was, well, it, you know, it just, it, it just kept going and going after that. 
it, it, the story, the beginning, when I think about it, it was supposed to literally be a one-time service project and I was going to peace out and do it again next Christmas. And (laughs) my friend, um, after we raised $4,900 worth of gift cards, oh, I forgot to tell you, we also asked um, for wrapping paper and tape. And so this was one of the first miracles I've ever experienced. And I tried to say, I'm, you know, this is just coincidence, but at the end of the two hour open house, my friend walks in and she has a huge box. And I, I said, what's in there? I said, I told you just bring gift cards, a wrapping paper and things. She said, well, you know, my father-in-law owns a wrapping paper company or a paper company. At this point, I was just like, oh, you have to be kidding. So she said, there's another box in the car. We had 25 commercial size bolts of wrapping paper. And then we had then another friend whose husband was the district manager of an office supply store in the Midwest comes walking in with huge, two huge bags full of tape. I said, oh my gosh, what just happened? So people want to help. <laughs> people want to help. But, but here's the thing. Here's a lesson I think is lost on a lot of us is, Janelle, I, I think if you don't ask, you don't get, right? True. Yeah. I mean, you asked, you put it out there, you put yourself on the line and said, listen, I need this. I need, I need this. Right. Absolutely. I was hoping for $200 per child, not 4,900. And so it just, it blew us all away. My friends and I all stayed back after the party to clean up and count. And there were five of us and we're all just looking at each other like, uh Oh, (laughs) we're in it now. Our intention and we've evolved, but our intention always was and always will be to keep their dignity and and as our first priority. We want our clients to feel as if this is a very dignified experience. We're not looking for them to say thank you. We're not we don't want all the recognition. We don't want to be told we're that is heroes so and we're amazing. This and that. We're, we're all one one major event from something like this, uh, from ending up in similar circumstances. And I don't take anything for granted. And I don't think anybody that is in our core group does either. So, so how did you, you get know, all that to the homeless shelter now? What happens there? How did, and what did your friend <laughs> so ever say? I had a minivan at this point, and I just put it all in there and drove over there um, the week before Christmas. And we ended up getting some other cute little, you know, like little things. I found out that there were 40 people there every night. So we put together little stockings with some um, travel size toiletries and candy canes and just some fun things for Christmas. And then gave some of the more practical gifts like socks and, you know, just candy canes. Things they needed, obviously. (laughs) Things they needed. Yeah. Your little things to just to let them know someone's thinking about them. And um, it was really something. So at that point, my friend called me and said, let's get together for lunch after uh, January 1st, I said, I know what you're up to. You want me to run that fundraiser for you? The answer is no, I'm too busy. What is and the, so what is the said, first no. name of your friend? What is her first name? Tina. Her first name is Tina. And I, you know, I said to her, there's no way that I'm going out for lunch and you're going to, you're not going to convince me. She said, Oh no, let's just catch up. Cause I had known her for many years at this point. Of course. And we, we went out and within five seconds, she's asking me to run the fundraiser. I said, I already told you no. I have five children and a new puppy. I'm really busy. <laughs> I laugh when I think about it because I, mean, I had no idea what busy was. So 
she said, okay, well, fine. And I said, let's just talk because we're supposed to, enough with your subterfuge. We're just supposed to be two girls out for lunch catching up. So what do you give these clients of yours when they're leaving the shelter and they find a job and you get them the apartment? Because the shelter's main objective is to provide a stable environment that they can move forward with their lives from. And so that includes the security deposit on their apartments or their homes and also one month of rent. And at that point, she said all they give them was an air mattress. And I laughed out loud and I said, you have to be kidding. So what does that look like six months later when the caseworker shows up? She said, well, six months later, half of them have returned to the shelter. I said, well, no kidding. Cause how do you, I'd rather be in the shelter than in an empty apartment with nothing but an air mattress. How are you supposed to get yourself, you know, established at that point? And I said, and we live in an area where people get bored with their furniture and they just, they're looking to give it away in these Facebook mom groups. You should see it. I mean, honestly, these groups are hysterical. People are constantly trying to unload beautiful pieces of furniture and household accessories. So I said phase two of the service project, since we need 22 of them, I will ask my Facebook friends to put, you know, together some things that they don't want anymore, gently used furniture and household items, Mm -hmm. and drop them off at my house. Mm -hmm. I'll put them in the garage or in my living room, or in my basement, or the third floor, or the dining room, pretty soon. Okay, so I put this out, and within four days, we couldn't park in the garage anymore. Now, in Chicago, our weather is unpredictable. We right. often get snow in April. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's just, after eight weeks, we got the storm. It was an ice storm at the end of April, and that's when my husband had had enough, and he came into the bedroom. And he never wears a suit unless he's meeting with clients. And he works in the city at 6.45 and he's standing there with an ice scraper in his hand. I was like, are you going to kill me? So he goes, Jill, when am I getting my garage back? And I said, oh, relax, it's for the homeless. And I rolled over and he said, you're at risk of becoming homeless yourself. You don't get this out of my garage Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Hold hold that thought right there. Now, now, uh, wow. (laughs) Spoken like a true husband, actually, maybe. Right? A true true family. But uh, so let me get this straight. So your garage now is full of all this stuff and the requests that you put out with Facebook. And then Mm -hmm. your husband finally comes in one day and says, like you say, the words you used is (laughs) that had enough, right? He had had enough. And oh, I can yeah. understand that, Janelle. He comes in, I I've had enough. And he <laughs> says, when am I getting my garage back? He's got it. I mean, the scene is perfect. Yeah. Now, we're going to pause there a moment here. The scene is absolutely perfect. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is. If we, if we were making a, a blockbuster motion film, this is where we would pause for intermission. That's what, and that's what we're going to do in a moment here. <laughs> the cliffhanger? So, that's it. So he's got the ice. I love it. He's got the ice scraper in his hands and you make the, what are you going to kill me or something? I, I, I get it. I get it. So it would have been justified if you saw what he was It would have been justified. Well, you, a lot of spirit there, but here's the uh-huh. thing I want to say. One of the things that is lost about social media today is what what is the point of social media? When social media 
started, and it was to connect people and friends and that sort of a thing. It was really to the Facebooks and the the early social medias, MySpace. It was remember MySpace. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and it was the all about abandoned playground. It was all about connecting people, and it was all about simple times. And but here's yeah. the thing: for a lot of people, social media has gotten uh, off the beaten path. And it's become, well, number one, and I think most people listening would agree with me, it's become a very hostile medium in a lot of cases, very hostile, number one. Number two, uh, there's a lot of people that are doing nefarious things on social media. It's a negative Mm -hmm. space, you know, and they're doing bad things. And you know that exists out there. That's number two that you see on social media. And three, uh, quite frankly, let's call it as it is, people. I mean, social media, the big conglomerates that they are, are also, um, they're playing games and they're censoring people as well. And so you've got this dynamic going on in social media right now, which is important to talk about. One of the things, as I seen your story, and when I first glanced at it and I seen what you did with Facebook, I, I just thought it was important today to focus on the fact of the power of what somebody can do. Because if there's something, I mean, listen, you're to be credited with several things here. But the first thing is, I think it's important to understand and and credit you back with possibly, potentially helping us all rediscover the real power, the real power people and potential of social media. And that's what uh-huh. I get out of this story is the power of how, and we've had others like that, but I think you've done it in a profound way when you load the garage up with so much that the husband comes <laughs> in and says, wait a minute, honey, I love you and all, but this is getting just a bit out of hand. And you know, I can appreciate that and respect that as a man myself because but I, hear, I, yeah, I would be just the way that. your husband is, Janelle. I'd be the guy there with the ice cream and say, Come on, love. That's just about enough. I've had it here. I can go along with this game for a while, but you're pushing it. We're going to hold it right there. We're going to pick up the brink, my friends, just on the other side of this pause. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. The 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm going to ask you to go to thewoundedblue.org. That's www.thewoundedblue.org. That is the website for the organization that is the National Association for um, Injured and Disabled Police Officers. It is a support organization for these men and women who have given so much in the line of duty. We desperately need your help to raise money to uh, get this this movement going. And uh, if you are a GoFundMe-er, Go to GoFundMe, look up The Wounded Blue, and you can give there as well. But check it out, please, and also check out our film, The Wounded Blue, on Amazon.com. In, in any kind of weather, whether it's inclement weather or any, we all like a garage we can pull the vehicle into. It's a beautiful uh, nicety of life. When you have a garage, you can put that. It's a nicety. Let's face it. Let's call it what it is. 
But when you're using it as a warehouse, well, it becomes another story here. So Janelle, I think everybody wants to know, you obviously lived through that moment. He didn't use the ice scraper um, in any bad way. So how did you get your hubby to come around? <laughs> well, at this, I don't know that I have. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrific. Um, we have holidays where I'm not allowed to bring up the home to home project. So is he involved at all in any of the organization? Is he involved in anything? No, no. And I don't expect him to. You know, the fact that he can be there to drive the kids around and go to work is enough for me because it enables me to continue this. Does he like what you're doing? Does he like the fact you're doing it? Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, I get a lot of attention from it from what I hear because he won't say anything, but um, he's a very... uh, humble you know he doesn't want to bring attention to himself but I'll, I'll run into people and they'll say oh I saw Mike on the train told him how wonderful you are I'm like oh I'm sure he loves hearing that <laughs> how he gave up the garage just for you <laughs> I love exactly it, I love it. Oh, yeah I've never heard I mean, yeah I've never heard that yet it, it's, it's kind of like when we when we do <laughs> the dishes for kidding. the first time it's like we oh yeah we did the dishes you know and it's like yeah oh yeah done it, yeah. it for a year I can't even tell you how this has taken over my life and our core members, our core team members' lives. And there were several times that I wanted to pull the plug because it got too difficult. At that point, when my husband wanted the garage back, I said, well, okay, I'm going to see you know, if I can scrape together some funds and take out a storage unit. And because uh, he said, you know, I've funded your hobby enough. You need to find a way to get your 501c3 or figure something else out to see if someone has donated like can donate space because at this point this was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and nobody would let me quit and at this this was probably the the precipice where I was either going to completely abandon this whole project and the trajectory would not have gone the way it did except that the next event happened which this is like, this was another miracle. So right, tell us about the next event. Now, how far, when is this? Like, I go into Facebook tri- again. Okay. This is that is, afternoon. This is how this whole thing. I mean, I don't know what your faith is, but I know that there is a God in heaven guiding this whole thing because I, and he's got a great sense of humor because I've tried to, to abandon ships six or seven times in the past when it did get just way too rough. I'd love to sit here and say how wonderful and easy and perfect this whole process was but it in the imperfection it was perfect because that afternoon i went into my facebook messenger i was prepared to tell everybody to stop dropping off at my house and find another charity <laughs> and so because i didn't have room for anything and the storage units in our area there they were like close to 200 for what we would need about 200 dollars starting um per month I thought, okay, am I going to do this and then pay for it? I mean, I had to be practical. I really, I have five children. I, I had to think, I had to think ahead on this, not just impetuously. Well, like, there were commitments now. You were at the point where you, there were commitments that were going to have to be laid down if you were going to do it, clearly. Uh, right. With rent and, and, and costs. And there's a lot, and let's oh, face it, with cost. anything, there's a cost structure involved. And now you're faced with the reality of that cost, cost structure. This second event, this was still before Christmas now, is that correct? No, no, this is after the Christmas party. This is after January. This is now, we're going into, um, well, it was 
end of February, I called my friend and I asked her, my friend Tina from the homeless shelter, and I said, do you have storage space? Because, and is there any, are there any um, funds left this year? Because, you know, they have to approve this and it's a whole process. She said, there aren't any funds left. I go, okay, well, this was fun. I'll, you know, I'll go on my first move in with you um, for the next client. And then I'm going to have to say, you know, goodbye until next year. Maybe we'll do it again sometime. This was great. So what when, happened When you say happened? the word client, what do you mean by the word client? Oh, the homeless people that we help. So we you call, call, you them, call them a client. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's all about the dignity. And so we don't want to say homeless person, poor person. It just, okay. uh, it makes me feel queasy to hear though. You know what I mean? I just want, it's not, it just isn't dignified. It's not. Okay. So we called them our clients. So I said, okay, I'll go with you on a move in. Well, then I'm out. So that afternoon, going back to the Facebook moms, the power of the Facebook mom group, somebody in Brookfield who had heard about what I was doing raised $1,700 and her name is Heather Nessler. I contacted her. We had mutual friends. My sister-in-law and her sister were good friends. And I looked and I said, you know, here's the situation. I explained it. And she said, well, I would like to help you. And she said, I raised money in the Facebook Brookfield mom group. And I said, wow, how much did you raise? She said $1,700. So at this point, I couldn't believe I was, I was like, you have to be kidding me. And then I got the chills because I had told her the situation. And I said, this came exactly when it needed to come. I had gone on a few move-ins by the point where she contacted me, I had already been on a few, a few move-ins with Tina and it, it was at the point where I, I was addicted to that feeling, to be honest, of just seeing how you can transform somebody's existence mm-hmm. um, with something so basic and so simple. And, and there was so much inventory. I always, I always feel like sometimes we're not able to accept certain things just because if they're ripped or stained or it's not something I would want in my house or if it has excessive pet hair or wear and tear, if it's totally outdated, we will not take it. Hmm. And we also, you know, we keep evolving. And after about the eighth or ninth move in, I was putting a carpet down in the bathroom, like a bath mat Mm -hmm. and with the rubber backing and it had been washed because I would take everything home because I never have enough laundry and I just love doing laundry. So I will wash everything that was given to me. <laughs> so I washed this and I put it down and I thought, okay, this is gross. This is a bath mat and I don't have to go into detail, mm-hmm. but I thought if I'm trying to change a life for a $10 bath mat, I'm just going to have to figure out a fundraising event. At this point, um, I applied for my 501c3 status for the organization. This is another thing. I thought if I, if I get this, it'll be a sign that I'm supposed to keep going. Well, they have this thing now in Illinois. I don't know if it's everywhere. If you take in under $50,000 and you're starting an organization, mm-hmm. all you have to do is fill out an easy form. It's called letters easy, mm-hmm. but it's not the daunting, you know, 50 page, Okay. Um, thing that you have to fill out. And that's if it's under $50,000, you say? Yes. So at this point, we were well under that. I got approved, the federal approval, within about six weeks. And I thought, oh, another another sign that I'm supposed to keep doing this. 
And at this point, I still wasn't sure. And I got it. And then I went to a storage facility and talked to the manager about the fact that I have this 501c3. And she said, well, no, you qualify for a charity unit. So we have, we still have that charity unit, except now it's not the 10 by 10. They've now given us the 35 by 15. We've put a second floor on it and we pay for two other storage units in this facility. Um, and then we've also just received an incredible gift from a local real estate uh, developer in Illinois in LaGrange. She's given us space in this antique mall that had about eight bays that were basically being unused. It was like a garbage area where when he purchased this antique mall, people who had left things would put them all in there. So he had eight bays full of essentially everyone's garbage. So he cleaned those out for us and has given us these eight spaces. So now you're finding all of this space being donated without cost because people care. They want to give, they want to provide. Yes. And he, he found, you know, everything is a friend of a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, So he was referred to us through another friend and it just, every time we need something, it just, those needs are met. And it's amazing to me that this has been able to continue to grow. And now we're on our 50th and our 51st families. I think when's our next one? Our next move-in is uh, May 17th, and then the one after that is May 20th. But what has happened is that I've met some really incredible people. Um, We have a design team, and two of the design leaders are actually professionals that did not know each other until, gosh, you should talk to them. Their story is hysterical. They, they called me, this is a year and a half ago, and they didn't know each other at the time, and now they've become like best friends. They called and they each found me on Facebook and someone shared our story and they wanted to be a part of it. And I thought to myself, okay, if you want to come with me, um, I'm going out to River Leaf or Leaf River, Illinois tomorrow. And I said, it's about an hour and a half away from where our storage facility is. And here's the address. You can meet me there. I'll be pulling up in the big box truck with a friend and I thought I'll never hear from them again mm-hmm. well when I pull up I see these two girls giggling on the gra- on the lawn I'm like you must be Barb and Jane <laughs> mm-hmm. and they said you must be Janelle and I said yeah well so now what has happened is these two I thought they're either totally committed or totally crazy <laughs> turns out it's a little bit of both because <laughs> you have to be a little bit of both to have to do what they do every day. They're designers that literally will come up with a, a, a 2D drawing and sketch an artist rendering of what they think the apartment should look like based on what we have in, a, in our inventory. And they're the girls that sit and meet with girls. Girls were all in our 40s and 50s, but they're the ladies that will sit um, down with the client after I've made contact, they will sit with the client and go over colors and styles and anything specific that the client might like, um, whether or not, like, for instance, if they need a desk or a television, or if we can get them something special, we get all sorts of requests, like um, a deep fryer. That was the first, we had that on our last one. And I thought, oh, that's something we don't normally get donated but we put it up on facebook and sure enough someone went to walmart and bought us one and dropped us off, dropped it off so um 
So let me understand. Initially, we went from the shelter to all of the, and these are just these are people that were homeless who are now moving into homes, and you're 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 helping them with furnishings and 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 yeah. supplies and necessities for their homes. Is that what's happening now? We provide everything, everything they need to start their new life. Basically, we needed to um, protect our volunteers and make sure that we weren't putting anybody into a situation where they could, you know, end up. Um, with, you know, decorating for a violent offender and, you know, a sex offender. So we didn't want those things. We wanted to make sure that the referrals that were coming to us, you know, if, if they have a misdemeanor, we don't care about anything like that. We just didn't want, um, we didn't, we couldn't put our volunteers in a situation where they were going to be confronted with something uncomfortable that could be potentially dangerous. So our, when we work with partnering partnering agency all we ask from them we don't our services are free we don't ask for anything other than a client that is free of any violent past as far as being convicted of a violent crime that's the only that's uh, the only that's rule you have in place then only is that rule we have we don't care about anything else it's that's the only thing and that it's a pretty important one and you know we've had you don't become homeless generally unless you've had some really dire circumstances so no one has a completely clean past. You know, none of us do. It's There's always something in, in life and that maybe you're not proud of or maybe you're embarrassed about. We don't pry. We don't ask. We, if they offer us their story, which oftentimes they do, we listen and we try to restore their dignity and their overall well-being by providing the love and providing this thing that is going to get them to the next level in their life, which is to feel normal. We're not asking to, we're, we're not trying to change the world. We really are not. We just want to change a few lives. And well, but you're changing the world. You're, but you're changing the world. Oh, you're, you, well, no, that's you. what, that's no, no. Better. Change happens with people who passionately care and you're changing the world. And, but no, this is what it takes as a brink thinker and as somebody who gets it, I mean, it, every little thing we all do, uh, it, it changes the world for the better. Now, I'm on your website right now, and I'm looking at leadership. I just went there, and I finally, I see you there. I see Colleen and Lisa, right? Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Ev, Ev, Sue, and Elizabeth. All Our your treasurer. She keeps us honest. She keeps you <laughs> And she looks like, that's a lady I hired to keep us <laughs> honest as well, just looking at her, quite frankly. Yeah. And you go, oh, yeah, no, everybody looks terrific. I, what a great-looking group of people here, man. These are, so, this is like, this is, you so should call wonderful. them Wonder Women. Wonder Women, oh, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what do you call them? Wonder Women. Oh. No, no, no. Yeah. She's got a name. The island, the island of Misfit Toys. Misfit Toys. <laughs> yes, we are the island of Misfit Toys. The know, people, great <laughs> looking group. All, I mean, oh, and you know what? That There are so many other people that if you're on Facebook and you look at some of our pictures, our, yeah. our photos and our videos, the people that have come and join us, you know, yeah. it's it joined us on move It's so awesome because yeah. we have this entire population of women now that are in their sixties and seventies. Mm -hmm. And we have one in her eighties that have come to us essentially to donate furniture or a household item. And what has happened is I like to think that they're filling a void that we don't have. And we're mm -hmm. filling a void that they need as well, because, We've had a few of these women that have become part of our core 
they're in their 70s now and they contacted me and said oh i can't lift anything Mm -hmm. i said well can you put a sheet on a pillow because if you can we want you Mm -hmm. and if you could put some pictures in picture frames we want you and and that's what we have now we have these women that have such they've raised their families they've nurtured and now their children are gone and they have grandchildren and they they've said you know to me and to some of our other team members that they love doing this because it gives them something to feel purposeful about. Absolutely. And they're absolutely. still giving back. And so these so people awesome. now, these, this, this wonderful group of folks now, uh, I'm going to suggest to you that, I mean, these have become your friends, right? These are your friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is, oh, a, yeah. This is a collective. You can see that. You can see just with your visual, the connectivity. Now, all of these people prior to this, I, I'm curious to ask you, were many of these people... Uh, just were they friends on Facebook, face, like the Facebook friend thing? Is that where a lot of them came and from? Not even. Just, it's, not well, even. They were just, no, you know, it's really funny. I mean, we found out that we all have some mutual friends, but they were like in our neighborhood or surrounding communities and they either, someone shared a post or a So video they're people that come or, from all walks of life then of all types, oh, right? Yeah. And they find right, out, they found out what you were doing and how you were doing it and what was going on. And then yep. they, and that somehow becomes something. And then you end up with like Colleen Murphy, the board vice president and volunteer coordinator or, or Lisa. Colleen, I knew. So, well, Lisa, that was funny too. Cause Lisa was another person that kept this going. I, that was another, that was probably the third time I tried to bail. Um, and close up shop. I was going to dye my hair brown and wear sunglasses and a hat and just um, move out of my neighborhood because at this point I was like, oh God, what did I get myself into? So I said, you know, we need an executive director. I really don't know anything about running a nonprofit. Of course, that afternoon I get this call from a friend of a friend. She said, I have this friend who used to run X uh, amount of, there were like four four nonprofits and her yeah. grandmother ran a nonprofit. And I thought, okay, I'll have the conversation with her, but I'm going to let her know that I'm, I'm on my way out and I'm deleting the Facebook page. <laughs> she started laughing. She goes, okay. As we pause a moment here again, I want to give you the website here is it's the H two H project.org, the number two. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's the H two H project.org. Now, there's a lot here on the site. It's, it's a great look, uh, the site is, and it's got a, a really nice white brick wall, and you've got the, I love the smiling faces and the people that are, are involved in it. it. You get a good feeling and a sense of community, and you get a sense of passion, people who are definitely in this to make a difference. Um, so I love the story, and I love where it comes from. It is truly amazing, the home-to-home project. And so now, as we turn the corner now and talk more about what Janelle has done here and with this 501c3. And again, as I started the program today, you never know where the seed is going to go when you plant the seed. You just don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen in life. But it is so true because uh, life, that's what the beautiful thing about life is sometimes. We can't always predict what's going to happen. But when you're in it for the right reasons and your heart is in it for the right reason, you're doing the right things, in other words, for the right reasons, uh, things will happen. And there's... And, oh, yeah. Uh, Another component that fits into this uh, is always in a lot of our stories that we tell here, friends, is faith. We're going to pause right here, friends, and we'll be back with this incredible story with Janelle Town in just a moment. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health. 
sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Sometimes life needs to happen. Janelle, what what I think is a lesson out of of your story too for a lot of us is that sometimes we're supposed to be doing something else or, and there are a lot of people who don't necessarily embrace it. They don't embrace the moment or they don't embrace what's supposed to happen next. And there are things that point us in another direction in our life. And that happened with you because none of this was in your plans. This really happened in a very natural state and it was a need. The need was there and you jumped in and filled the need, right? Oh, yes, so to speak. You know, I just, as you were speaking, I was thinking the other day I was in, um, I was mailing some brochures and I had a conversation with a man that works there and he looked at the brochures and he said, oh, this is interesting. And then I explained a little of how it, you know, all evolved. And he said, you know, when you, when people often ask what their plan, what God's plan is for their life. And the answer is, if you want to know what God's plan is, go out and live it and do it well. And he'll provide. And I said, wow, that's pretty interesting. When you do good and you put it out there, he's going to give you what you need to get you to the next level. And he's got a great sense of humor. The big guy, I can't wait to meet him someday so I could let him know what I think of this (laughs) This manipulation he's given me (laughs) in a good way. And I joke about that, but it's true. It's just, it's become something so much bigger than well, myself. De- or yeah, we're else. destined for other things sometimes, and the, oh, the journey yeah. and the path will take you there. And that's such a connecting force of all these stories. Uh, is faith? Yeah. Faith is a big, big part of all these things because it's a driving mechanism in our lives, and it can it can just open up new doors and take us to new heights and things that we never imagined ever in our lives. And all of a sudden, we're there. You know. All right. One of the things on your right. site I want to talk about because I have a new area on the brink of greatness called Brink Charities. And the Brink Charities is a powerful area where I want to encourage all of you, please, to go there. And you'll find this, this, the links to right, you'll find links right now to the Home to Home Project as you hear this now. And you can go there and I want you to be able to um, help any of these organizations help the Home to Home Project and, and take a look at some of the others. And you know, it's not about how much, it's, 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 it's about doing something is what it is. And every little bit adds up, right, Janelle? Every little bit oh, matters. Yeah. You know, we, we yeah. sometimes, and, and I see a lot of these people, I mean, we, we you know, sometimes it's $100 here or $50 there or a couple of hundred there or whatever it is, but they make a big difference in people's lives. I mean, a lot of these brink thinkers are saving people. They're in the medical fields. They're in homeless situations. They're, they're doing all kinds of things to help people in need. Now on your page on the website, Janelle, you have what you can do. 
And under that, you say, join us. We'd love it. And then you have here multiple things and many ways to give. So you say you have monetary donations. You say volunteer, a goods procurement of goods, and then join our events or our committee. So you put it all out there, don't you? Oh, yeah. There's something for everybody to do. It's time, treasure, talent. Everybody has something they can give no matter how small, even if it's just sharing the link on Facebook, which, you know, that's, that's how this whole thing started and, and how it keeps growing. And Facebook um, was a big help to all of this for you. And you still, you still do a lot with Facebook now. Oh yes. It's, it's, I'm on it all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's constant. It's managing messages and thanking people and um, posting our befores and afters. We're actually segueing into something completely, um, it's totally different from how we've been operating. And I think it's going to be a good thing. And it's fairly recent. We haven't announced it yet. However, our next client, when I spoke with her yesterday, her story was so compelling and so beautiful. And I said, you know, what we're missing in our before and after pictures is the human connection with the homeless people who are our clients. And we don't want to ever sacrifice privacy or confidentiality or embarrass anybody. And that's not our intention, but there are many clients who want to share their stories, whether it's a text or an email that we get or a conversation we have. There's a lot of hope in the, in in the um, in the stories because many of our clients have had some really terrible events, tragic events, uncontrollable events in their lives that have led them to the circumstances that they're in. And to get to a place where they are able to start a new life, either alone or with their children or whatever, is something that could help other people. And we're starting to film these one minute segments called the faces of homelessness because had no idea how many women and children were living in shelters. 90% of the people we help are women and children. You know, it's, it's important for other people to see this and we we're very, very careful to the, to a fault about not releasing names, pictures, et cetera, of our families. Um, if they've been in a situation that involves fleeing a domestic violence environment, right. um, because I mean, if they're trying to escape an abuser, we're not gonna, we don't want names, we nothing. Um, we'll even if we put up pictures and and photographs on our befores and afters, we'll put an emoji or, or white out a face in a picture frame because we also do that. There's a lot of things we do to make it personal. Um, one of them is we'll have pictures sent to us and then we'll put them in our frames that are donated so that when they walk in, it feels truly like home and they see these faces of the people they love looking back at them. We provide brand new items. Anything that touches the body, we provide new. So think like towels, shower curtains, sheets, mattresses. So all that you buy new for them. Yeah. With the donations, right? Yeah. Because you can't donate that stuff really, right? No. And you know what? We, yeah, no, for, for a couple hundred dollars, we'll do a crowd rise or whatever. 
and get the funds necessary. It, it just shows up when so it's- So Janelle, uh, you're providing then, really, when, so when somebody gets out of a shelter and they, they rent a home then, they rent a house, or, right? Or, and, yeah, or an apartment, yep. Or a, a house apartment, yeah, say, the home I'm speaking about, yeah. And then mm-hmm. what do they do? They contact you on the site that they need help, and then do you have a qualifying mechanism to qualify them first? Um, no, we ask our community partners to do that. So what they'll do is they'll fill out a client referral form and it goes directly into my email and our executive director's email. We'll check it in our Google Drive, our Google Docs, and then I'll see, you know, if there's if there's a woman with children um, that is in our Google Doc or whatever, um, we'll take, we'll, we'll provide a home for them before we will someone single just because of the circumstances involving children. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go to the top of the list. Veterans also are number one. Um, anybody that has given their lives for our military and fighting for our country goes directly to the top of the list. So we do, uh, we don't just take anyone that comes in, in the order that they come in, we have to prioritize and it's not playing favorites. It's just out of necessity. And also um, it's the only way we can uh, give back to our veterans. So with that being said, I'll go through and I'll call the client and explain the process. And they usually are just so excited and they've already heard about it or they visited our Facebook page and they can't wait. And then that's when our design team goes and meets with them, measures the rooms, takes pictures, and then, um, and then we, then the design team will come up with a day for us to do the move-in and we'll spend a couple of days staging for the move-in and picking out items based on what we have or refinishing furniture. Um, Barb is an artist. Barb is, Barb Lambert is our lead artist and she can take something that was cast off and looks like it should probably be put you know, in a dumpster, she'll turn it into something so beautiful. Oh, that's cool. With chalk paint and milk paint and new hardware. And it's just so fun. And then she'll also, if we have a piece of artwork that is just frankly, you know, unusable, Mm -hmm. she'll turn that into something like a canvas. We just had our last client. She loved gardenias. And so Barb painted these gardenias over this canvas and it looks in person, it's just so beautiful. And we're able to coordinate colors and styles based on what the client told us. It was funny because the last client that we had, well, there were two two um, people that had met in the homeless shelter two years ago, and they started out as friends. And as she put it, it caught fire. Their love, their friendship caught fire. And so I said, oh, I, like, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so she said um, it caught fire and they wanted to share their story and tell us all about how they just they've been there for each other and they found love in the most you know un like unforeseen i mean you couldn't the story that they <laughs> i wish i i wish we had more time because the story that they were telling us is just so beautiful it was almost like a small like a, a movie could be made out of this or a short film based on all the twists and turns and their circumstances and how they were brought together out of the 49 families that we serve, we get surveys back at the end of the year. And at six months, the caseworkers will update us. None of the families and individuals that we've moved in have returned to the homeless shelter. So in Illinois, 50%, according to HUD data, returned to the homeless shelter. We've had zero in two years. Incredible. So, Incredible. Why is that? Why yeah, do you think that so, is? Well, because, I mean, 
I, I know exactly why. I think about it. Would you want to be in an empty apartment with a bunch of kids and an air mattress? <laughs> Would you rather have someone that is, you know, providing you a hot yeah, but, meal? No, I understand. It's not about what they I want. I'm, I'm questioning one. how do they sustain themselves after the fact that they don't have to go oh. back there? Is it because well, they don't have to think about? They don't have to think exactly. about the overwhelming task of having to figure out a dresser for their children's clothes. It's done, and they can come in. And just live and exist and be like everyone Janelle, else. Now that oh, was yeah. the answer I was looking for right there. Oh, that was exactly <laughs> it. No, that's the reason. Okay, I mean, that, well, that's the reason I'm saying. The reason when you say 0%, that's I mean, right. there's a reason for that. And yeah. I mean, and the kids come home and they say, oh, we have right. so-and-so over. And that's the coolest thing. And that, you know, the first time I heard that, at the reveal, I thought, oh, that's awesome. This child is so proud of their space. How, how unique. And how how interesting. Um, no, that happens every single time the kids oh. walk in. They're like, Can we? first of all, they see the Kirschbaum's cookies at the bakery in Western Springs. Um, Penny Kirschbaum is a friend of mine. She owns the bakery and has for gener- the family's owned it for generations. She provides a welcome home cake and these cookies for every single movement. And it cracks us up because if there's wow. children involved, they don't notice the furniture around yeah, them. Of the course, it's the cookies. Of course. Yellow of course. and pink that's cookies it. sitting on the you, table. That's it. You can enjoy those right in the moment there. What a story, Janelle. I mean, it's, and the touches that tell me like the cookies and things like that, really what it is, is you're trying to create, really help them create a home. And home is important. That's a big word, home. Uh, And you're creating that home. And and home is about details. Home is about love. It's a, a home is a, it's a secure space that it's yours that you can go to. And so it is those details that you're providing, which I really like. It just shows the importance of what you and all of the people are doing, but the towels and the touches of the, the pictures, the photographs and the cookies. See, that's what makes a home are those special little details that make us secure or make us comfortable in the moment. And that's why the numbers are staggering as they are, because you're setting it up for success, Janelle, not failure, success. Let me give the websites. Um, the main website, friends, is the h2hproject.org. It's the number two, the h2hproject.org. Now, You can also find the same group on Facebook, which you've heard Janelle talk about the relationships and the connectivity on Facebook. And again, it's facebook.com slash home to home project. Same thing. Instagram, same thing. You'll catch her. But obviously, sounds like the home, she's got quite the thing going there on Facebook. Uh, so that's the place to go. And uh, uh, just amazing. I am wishing so much success ahead. And, and I'll say this Aww. to you. I'll say this ahead to you. Uh, the work you've done are truly amazing. And, you know, the story is... Um, it's very profound and how it has developed in, in all seriousness. I mean, you can make, we can make light of it. We can juggle and laugh, but really it's serious business you're doing and you're making a major difference out there. And that's nothing to laugh about. Uh, you're making an impact and connecting people with a reality that some of them may never find without that help. And that's worth everything, I have to tell you. One of the things I'll say to you right now, Janelle, is that somewhere in the future, let's say, let's, I don't know exactly when, but what I'd like to do is this. A couple of months from now, I would like to entertain having you and, and, and select a, a, a group, a team of your 
ambassadors there, some of your key people, some of the ones we talked about and mentioned on here. I love celebrating people. I love celebrating people uh, on the front lines. But think about some folks, a handful of folks, not too many, but that we could have on with you. And what we'll do is we'll come through and we'll talk about some of the success stories, okay? And and this should be the first time we've done this on the brink, but I think it would be a lot of fun is we'll we'll Mm -hmm. tell the success stories. And I'll tell you what, we'll also have cookies and probably we all need a bottle of wine there with the cookies. How's that? <laughs> so that'll, that'll, that'll make a lively party for you and the ladies and, and me as well. Me as well. Fun, fun, fun. I'll fly out to Chicago. I'll join you for the cookies and wine and we'll do the show live there. But uh, God, what a joy. That sounds great. Um, uh, oh, Janelle, that sounds great. Uh, I, I am, the invitation is serious about the reinvite. Uh, about bringing the, I don't know about the cookies or wine, but the rest of it, I was really honest about. <laughs> so bringing the ladies, yeah, bring the ladies together. And we'll talk about some of the success stories and some of the we'll unique bring stories. Misfit toys together. Oh, I love it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. bring some of the, I love, we will. I, I love the beautiful island. They look like a great group of people and it would be my honor yeah. to host them all on this program uh-huh. and really showcase some of the stories. So we'll set a date for that ahead. And pick out a special time. Yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll pick out a special date. We can do it. And we'll celebrate that and blow it up over the weekend and have some fun with it. I I, I feel like it's, yeah. And again, something spoke to me about 10 minutes ago to do that. I, 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 it just something, oh, I love yeah, it. something told me to do it. So anyways, that's, Good. that's for real. Well, that's this is uh, another one of those moments. Well, Uh-oh. I think it is. I think it's something I was supposed to do and put it out there. So there it is. There it is. And it's full disclosure. Janelle, Janelle Town, you are amazing. You are a trip and a half. And please give my best to Mike. <laughs> To Mike and tell him oh, to yeah. keep the ice scraper put away. Put away. Oh, I and, will. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, God bless. Here uh, God bless Mike and all he's been through for sure. <laughs> Thank well, you, friends. Nelson, it's, thank you uh, for this. it's absolutely friends. It's been. I mean, the the stories are profound. I I love this stuff. It's like <laughs> fantastic. But. Uh, uh, let me just remind everybody that, listen, it's all back at brinkofgreatness.com. Uh, we please enjoy the programs, the shows, the stories, profound people that are uh, people like Riley Howell that give their life up, people that are doing amazing things on the front lines and celebrating humanity. This is all about celebrating humanity. So this is about the good stuff in life. That's what this is about. And I love that because there's a lot of good news out there. Just nobody's talking about it. So our idea here is to talk about it. Let's bring it to the, uh, to, up to the top here and talk about it all. And, and Janelle, I want you to get all those ladies and all those others talking about these stories on the brink and sharing them out there, please. Share other stories. We can't wait please. to share uh, these. Share the stories that people are doing awesome stuff. It's all over the brink, love, all over. So, and, and message people, tell them about it. But this was the whole concept of celebrating life and humanity. Friends, thank you for joining us today again here. Uh, the brink of greatness can only happen when you're willing to push beyond the boundaries and limitations that are holding you back. What's holding mm-hmm. you back, friends? Remember to take the next leap forward.